Hey, how are you? This is Scott Bryant Comstock, and this is the Kundalini Chronicles, episode one. Ah, so excited to start this new series, this new focus on the Kundalini Chronicles, which is an opportunity for me to share with you my own Kundalini awakening experience. But more important than just sharing the experience with you, it's an opportunity to share some lessons, some tips, some ideas that you might be able to use to help you on your path to self-discovery and, hey, maybe some self-improvement. Now, it just doesn't get any better than that, does it? So um, let's get started. I'm in a class right now. It's a three-session series with uh, Philip McKernan, who is an international inspirational speaker, coach, I don't know, guru, the way I think of him. He's from Ireland. He looks and sounds like Liam Neeson. So yeah, yeah, putter, uh, flutter, flutter, heart, heart right there, right? And it's hosted by Ron Vaz of the Amplify Agency and uh, two amazing individuals. And the title of the course that I'm taking is, is your last podcast. And the whole premise of this three sessions and i'm going into the third session this afternoon the whole premise is if you were giving your last podcast producing your last podcast what what would you say and why oh deep huh so i've been thinking about this and in about an hour and a half i'm going to be in a session where i'm going to be talking about my answer to that question it's my last podcast. So folks, even though really this is not the last podcast of the Optimistic Advocate, oh, no, no, no. But if it was, here's what I would talk about. And the heck with here's what I talk about. I think I'll just talk about it. And I got to tell you, I'm going to take a little gulp because those of you who know me, you're going to go, what in the world has happened to Scott? But I'm going to talk about my awakening. Now, I don't know how many of you are familiar with the term awakening, spiritual awakening, kundalini awakening, which is what I've experienced. And I, it's been almost a year. Actually, I take the, yeah, it's been just about a year, right? Just about a year ago, I had a full-blown kundalini awakening that is still with me. I have, <laughs> all right, hang tight. <laughs> Don't click off just yet. Let me tell you what happened. And by the way, I'm not like a guru expert, right? I didn't even know the language before last year. I got thrown off a horse when I was about 23. I was just newly married and my wife and I had moved out to uh, North Carolina. Wait a minute, I couldn't have been 23. Probably more like 26, something like that. Anyway, I was a young'un. And I got thrown off a horse, right? Hurt my back really, really bad. Didn't break anything, so that was good. But ever since then, I will have these back flare-ups. And last year, you know, I've been going to Thai massage, which was great, but it wasn't really solving it. And I wanted to get a massage therapist a little closer to me. And I found a massage therapist who also did cranial sacral therapy, CST. I had no idea what CST was. I didn't care. I just wanted a reputable massage therapist. And she was great. And she started doing cranial sacral therapy. 
And the thing about cranial sacral is, and we'll do other episodes where we dive into this a little deeper. You can look it up, look up CST, but it basically has to do with uh, improving the flow of the cranial sacral fluid that's in your spinal column. That's the easiest way for me to say it. One of the byproducts that can happen to people doing cranial sacral therapy is that you can have an incredible release within your body. And some people, and I am one of them, can have a full-blown awakening. And I'm talking, you know, uh, having visions, um, uh, incredible experiences that transported me from my physical body basically into the universe. I probably don't have the best language to describe that. So I started having these experiences with the cranial sacral massage therapist. And she says at one point, because it was getting really intense. I mean, I'm, I am talking about not only seeing pulsating lights, but feeling this incredible energy flow coursing through my body out of the top of my head. And I couldn't explain it. And she said, you know, this is kind of getting out of my area of expertise too. I'm going to recommend that you go see someone who's well-versed in this. And I went to, uh, I, I kind of know what to call him, Kundalini teacher. I'm not sure. Guru. He's not guru. I don't, I, I don't, his name is Tom Thompson. And he has been doing this, this uh, work, living this life of being in touch with universal spirit since he was like 15 years old. I think he's a little older than me. I'm 64. So I think he's a little bit older than me now. But anyway, a lot of street cred, great guy, not trying to sell anything. He's just really committed um, to sharing um, the message of meditation and Kundalini really to anyone and everyone. I've got a link to his his organization in the show notes. You're welcome to take a look at it. And anyway, I go see Tom and I'm trying to figure out what in the heck is going on. And Tom really helped me through uh, a process of understanding what was happening, not only physically, uh, mentally, but maybe most important, spiritually. And the piece I'm going to touch on today in just this short segment is the sound in my head, the sound between my ears. When I, and the way I describe it, when I was on the therapy table, the massage therapy table, and the CST therapist was working on me, which is basically not even touching me, but just laying her hands under my body and over my body and the energy that was coursing throughout my body. It was just incredibly beautiful and amazing. But Tom helped me understand what that was. Oh, but what I, <laughs> what I was going to say is as I was going through that process, I started hearing a noise in my ears. Now, some people would say, oh, you just, just have tinnitus. Not tinnitus. Think of it this way. If you, if you live in the South and you're familiar with cicadas, think of a hundred million cicadas singing their beautiful song in your ear. Think of standing on the shoreline at the bottom of Niagara Falls as the water is rushing, that, set, that rushing, roaring sound. When I cracked open, that sound became so strong and it has never stopped for the last year i have this symphony 
in my head that is louder than a jet engine. Yet here's the kicker. It doesn't bother me. In fact, it's beautiful. In fact, um, it's soothing. I can hear other people have conversation. It doesn't drown it out, but it is so intensely loud. And that's the universe, guys. That's the universe, which of course is me. I am the universe. The universe is me. The universe is you. And it has really shaken in a good way my fundamental understanding of who I am and who we are and what I'm doing on this planet. Okay, this is probably now where you get out the tambourine and start singing and dancing and doing woo-woo stuff. But I'm just telling you what it is. I'm just telling you what it is. So I call it the river. And when I meditate now, and I and I do meditate now, when I do my deep meditations, I get right into the river. And the way I look at the river is that it it is what's next when I leave this earth, and it's what's now. And that's why I want to share the story of my awakening as my last podcast. Because if this was my last podcast, I would want my kids to know. I'd want my wife to know. I'd want my friends to know. It's going to be all right. It's going to be absolutely all right. The gift of awakening for me is that it has given me the opportunity to embrace the universe, the universe that's always been in me, but my ego, right? That thing that tries to put things in boxes. Uh, keeps it at bay as best it can. And I'm not there yet, folks. It's not like I'm self-actualized or anything. I want to be real clear. I'm a mess. I am clearly a work in project. But what I want to share with you in this last podcast is I, I wanna, I'm going to read you a poem. And one of the things I've decided that I'm going to start doing in the Daily Drop is read my poetry, which most of you probably don't even know I write. I didn't start writing my poetry until I had my awakening. So this is fresh. This is new. But here's the thing about the poetry, right? I don't know what I'm going to write. The river is raging in my head. The cicadas are singing. The falls are roaring. And I take a pen and a blank sheet of paper And it just happens. I can't explain it. I'm not constructing sentences. I'm not constructing thoughts. I don't know what's going to come. But what comes is right. Yeah, that's, that's the only way I can say it. So for today, here's my poem. I'm going to read you this poem. And then I have a request of you. And then we'll wrap it up. And then we'll see you tomorrow. Poem's called The River. And of course, I titled it after I wrote it. And uh, I wrote this on February 15th, 2020. It's right before all heck really broke loose with the pandemic. But this is about me sharing, and I shared this with my meditation group. This This is me 
trying to articulate in a way that doesn't do justice to it what my awakening has been like and what the river is like that flows in my head. So here we go. The river. Pulsing. Breathing. Flexing. Moving. Still. Flat. Round. All-encompassing. Distant and close. The river is the pulse of all these things. The river is the pulse of the universe. It is my pulse. It's your pulse. It's a pulse and it's not a pulse. The river is me. A billion, no, billions of zakatas reminding me of life, of being in the present. The river soothes. The river asks for nothing. The river flows, steady and warm. Yeah, not warm, not cold, just is. The river is comforting without expectation, without demand. The river breathes. The river laughs kindly <laughs> at my hesitation to dive in, to immerse myself. The river is in no hurry. It waits for me with patience. The river teases me by reminding me that the river is me, is us, is everything. The river beckons me with its song, a beautiful, peaceful, steady pulse that is life, that is death, that shows no favorites, has no use for the concept of other only the concept of one. I am one. We are one. This room is one. The earth, planets, all that we know in this physical plane is part of one. The river flows with my life force. It is what awaits me when I die. Now, actually, it doesn't await it already is. The river doesn't teach about life. It is life, just as it is death. The river does not call for me. It breathes through me. The cicadas are me. I am the cicadas. We are the cicadas. We are the river. The river is the universe. The universe is me. So there you go, folks. The river. Hey, now. So here's what I'd like you to do. If this touched you in any way, let me know. Send a, uh, do it, make an audio file on your phone and uh, just email it to info at theoptimisticadvocate.com. Let me know what you think. Let me know what your thoughts. Let me know if you were in a situation where you were making your last statement, your last message to those you love, to the world, what would it be? What would you want to say? For me, it's sharing my awakening, which for me is probably the most fundamentally significant thing that's happened in my life. Gives me great joy, gives me great comfort. And for me, if I can give a little bit of comfort to those I love, then it's been a good 
day. All right, folks, that's it for today. I'll see you tomorrow. Hey, if you like what you heard, you know, subscribe uh, or give us a like. You know, that works as well. Uh, and better yet, leave a comment. Okay, sign it off. If you drop on by, you don't have to knock. We're happy to share whatever we've got.